just it I means see we're live. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you'll see it on the side. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Not Boring Business Podcast. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your host, Jeremy Redman. This is Jeremy not- Redman. Business. <laughs> Jeremy oh. Redman. Welcome I'm, to the I'm pod, here, bro. Baby. I mean, you got me on. You got me on. <laughs> Congratulations. I should. You're, I swear this was the only one that I didn't record everything prior, which sucks because you were saying some really good stuff. But we'll repeat some of it for sure. You you tell me what to repeat. As, I mean, the, I, podcast host, as the podcast host was you. Not, not really not me, which is you. You tell me what you want to hear. You give me the prompts and I'm here, baby. All right. I'm here for you. All right. Well, I think the first thing I well there's really two things and I think it led into the second one. So we'll see if it does it again. But you said you got like five principles. <laughs> no, motherfucker. Those are not <laughs> five principles. Those are like five principles to not be barbecued in public. Right. So like, and they five are rules to be a semi good Samaritan. No, let I've never defined them. So what I've said is like getting trouble in public. Right. So like, okay. if you just don't do these five things, you can say whatever you want. Right. I don't know what kind of philosophy it is. It's definitely not my core philosophy. (laughs) But if you want to be, okay, let's, let's, let's hammer this out. If you want to be an eccentric personality, which I have, I have the ability to be really bombastic as you can probably tell, as you probably know. Right. So like, I disagree. Do you, do you remember? I don't know if you ever saw this, but when I pitched her launch after in our demo day, I call the competitor trash. That's just what I, that's how I describe them in public with a thousand people watching live. So it's like, dude, I took so much shit from the investors on the panel. Do you want to know the funny part about it though? The funny part, (laughs) I had three dozen people email me in agreement and then signed up for our platform. Would you have done it again? Fuck yeah. I would have done it harder because I, I felt like I should have gone in harder, right? So the one thing I regret is not saying, what, for some fucking investor who might have not invested anyway? Dude, like, I've been down this rabbit hole. Like, you can, you can be perfect or think you're perfect and spend weeks on a pitch and weeks on your fucking Y Combinator application, right? Meet people, have the demo, make the... Make the deck perfect, the demo perfect, the videos perfect, and you cannot get in, right? You cannot even get an interview. Or you can literally do what a buddy of mine did. He didn't even have a product. <laughs> didn't have a product. Met his co-founder like a couple months before, right? And I don't know why he got in, but he got in. And he, he applied like almost at the deadline or late, and he got in. So it's like, and he goes, I don't, I don't do this. Like, dude, it is, that is such a microcosm for like doing anything anywhere and going, it's really exhausting to give a shit what people think. Right. And going, I'm going to offend an investor and dude, the YouTube comment is somewhere out there. And he was like, that's a red flag. And you're like, guess what, bitch? Uh, I have. 38 fucking emails with people wanting to sign up because they were so in agreement with what I said. So like, and he exacerbated it and made it better for me. 
I think it's two parts, though. I think, and, yeah. I, and this is what you were saying earlier. You're like, if you want to be an eccentric personality, I mean, this is pretty cool. Dude, I don't want that's no, what, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I wish I were more fucking vanilla. Right. You were saying, you were saying, if you want to be uh, eccentric, and I was like, I disagree. I think you genuinely are. Right. Oh. And another reason was it wasn't that you said the remark of something negative. It was because you genuinely, genuinely said the remark. Yes. You're, you're right. Yeah. You're, yeah. 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 It is like, you know, when the whole like be yourself, like the, the age old advice from decades and decades and people still get it. And it's like most people aren't, even though they hear that. And like the more raw I've been with my actual self, my actual philosophy, my actual personality which is more boisterous or bigger, right? Is like the farther I've gotten, it might be incremental, but it is, it, there is a correlation that is the more I'm myself, that investor didn't invest. Cool, go fuck yourself. I got 40 customers from it. So like those 40 customers may have brought me more than his check size, right? So you're like- thousand percent know yourself, know yourself, be yourself, be authentic. And the five rules are don't be racist. Don't be sexist. Don't intimidate. Don't harass. And don't call people out by name. Like I'm dude, I'm holding to it right now. I'm not mentioning who the investor is. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and I think like his, even his comment was like, Oh, it's a red in like private or something. So you're like, well, fine, dude, fuck yourself. Like who cares? Who I don't care. Other people, 90 of 90% of other people might care. But if you don't like the fact that I called a competitive I could have went so much harder, but if you don't like that, you're definitely not going to like me as a, because that's as mild as I get, you know? <laughs> like, here's an extreme example though. That's my, my, like, here's, here's exactly point that what I did. I was like, he goes, uh, so you ask me, oh, what do you think about this, this competitor? What about this competitor? You see, you say that to me. Oh, 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 sorry. My bad. I didn't know I was role-playing here. Uh, what do you think of this shitty competitor? Oh, dude. Good question. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, hold on though. Is it, but hold on in, in real talk, is it harder? Do you feel like it's harder today in this cultural climate or whatever you want social climate to say things like that than it was five years ago not if you're authentic like is it harder to be authentic than now than it was five years ago not for people who make it right so like so this is what <laughs> this is what this is exactly what's great is i would argue i would i'll i'll say i know what you're getting at which is the answer is yes it is harder to be yourself but more pe as more people are themselves, they break out their niche and it grows hockey stick. So like, there's never been more fucking personalities that have skyrocketed than in the last five years, right? So like, from every fucking personality on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, people get where they are because of strong opinions. If you're so, I know this is extreme, but would you say like Elon Musk is more popular now than he would have been if he? Look at his look at his Twitter followers, dude. Like his Twitter, he what was he at twenty or thirty four years ago? Now he's one of the most. He has the most liked tweet of all. Yeah, but did you hear about that? That it might be messed up. So he has the most liked tweet of all time, and that tweet is something along the lines of like, 
um, our parents or our grandparents used to walk for Coca-Cola in the snow because it had cocaine in it. It was the tweet. Well, no, I think the tweet was, uh, next thing he's going to buy is Coke and put the cocaine back. Oh, right. Something like that. And, and so, uh, right. and it had four and a half million likes, right? And then he realized that all these other most liked tweets were all around four and a half million, right? Mm -hmm. They were all, I have one of those every morning. He was drinking a five-hour energy. Uh, um, but uh, I the, uh, and that's not promoted. So if you're with five-hour energy, just, you know, you can hit yeah. some. Yeah. Um, yeah. More than happy to sponsor. But he, uh, he said that all the like tweets are like four and a half million, four million. And it doesn't make sense because like, you know, YouTube, like the most videos will be like billions or like Facebook will get shared more than the amount. But yeah. everything's right at that four to four and a half million. Isn't that a little weird? Well, it is because if you take a platform like, I don't know, anything else, right? Like, like any other platform, most of them is like a magnitude greater. Like I can't think of a good example or like, um, like what is the most down, what is the most watched video on like YouTube or whatever? Oh my God. Uh, it's like hundreds of billions. I think, it, like, I mean, think of, um... it's, like, it's more than their users. So you're like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you're like, yes. I don't like whatever that is. Like, that's what seems amazing. That's what seems funny, you know? So it's like, it also seems like platforms like Instagram and Twitter are like high spigoted where it's like just drowning everything in there. So you're like, it just doesn't get too many people because there's so many people and it's just a thread of shit where right. YouTube is very search algorithmic based. So like there could be some shit there, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, that's, that, that's all I know, Jonathan. That's so all wait, I know. I, I want to go back though. I do want to go back. Cause we started talking about this briefly. And when I was looking at my, my clay earth app, which is kind of cool. And it says that we texted, by the way, fun fact, I didn't tell you this over the past yeah. year. Oh no, 171 times. And then the most recent text was one year ago. And I was like, Oh my God. We texted hundred and That's a bunch of texts. I'm guessing. And guess how and 168 were from you. Yeah, look at you, man. Fucking ignoring no, me. No, remember when when uh, it, it started with the, uh, the the accelerator that you had, then we were put in touch with one of your friends, or he also worked for you. And um, and remember, we started, we hit it off and just talked like a whole bunch after that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I'm we clearly, calls. We, we get along. Yeah, no, we definitely get along for sure. I mean, so wait, I do want to go back, though. If you don't mind, you can tell me if you mind. Dude, but I, you I were telling me. Anything. You know my five rules now. <laughs> Right. But go back. I want to like origin story stuff. Like, you know, you were telling me what happened at nine and like where you called yourself, you referred yourself by some names. How did you get from? I can't play yeah, the, what's the story. I don't know. What'd you say? I, I can't play the organ. Like you can't organ, play the organ. Organ stories. I don't know. Like, I don't know. If what do you mean? Like you wanted to know at some of my organ stories. No, 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 no. I want to know, like, like you were saying that you were like trailer trash, and that became like a, like a, a, a pretty much a no code hero. I pretty much. But we can get into the no code space much later. Trust me, I'd love to have some organ stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would. I'd actually like to. Ha I'd. I've always wanted to play the piano, which I guess I could be organ. So, like. I was going to give you one better. One day I hope to come on here and have an organ story, by the way. I, honestly, I got one better. You can actually do the ages of your internal organs and my biological inter 
So I'm I'm 33, but my internal age is 43. Oh, dude, I didn't know. Dude, I would like to. There's actually um the guy who founded. Wait, yeah, there's a web. The founder, there's this Ripsy. He sold um he had a unicorn. Speaking about unicorns, he sold um, gosh, a huge name company like a something like a thumbtack, like real big, like an Uber sized, real big, and he has a website now where he documents every day, like the age of each of his organs, what he's doing to make it younger. And like, he's jacked. Shit, I don't remember where I heard this, but it's his name.com. I forget what it is, but it's awesome. That's pretty great for him. Yeah, my guess would be your organs would probably be 49, 51. Like probably senior citizen at this point, I'm guessing. No. Because like, the amount of five-hour energies and energy drinks and coffee drinks I put in my body, I've had enough caffeine for, like, three elderly people. <laughs> I have one of those every morning, I swear to God. And then I have a bang after that. And that thing's, like, got to be awful. You want to know what's great, though, is, like, I do it the right way. And I'm not saying you do it the wrong way, but I am kind of saying that by saying this. Yeah, you're definitely saying that. So you should not have caffeine first thing in the morning or close to the first thing in the morning. All right, let me hear why, Doc. Because your brain has natural chemicals that have to work over the period of like 30 or 60, like for like the opening hour of your day. That like, if you artificially put those chemicals in, which is caffeine, right? That wake you up, your body will stop producing that chemical. So you have to naturally wake up in the morning. And then toward the after, that's why I do all caffeine like, couple hours into the day like i'll do it like an hour so after an hour like when's the earliest you would have it after you wake up the earliest i'd ever have caffeine is probably an hour you really don't have it within the first hour no no like it's your because your body is supposed to naturally wake up like over the course of 30 40 minutes 50 minutes an hour is this something you learned from Andrew Huberman? No, I didn't. I it's this is something that I know. I <laughs> really? You, you want me to go off of that? No, no. Uh, someone told me who was a health nut this thing, and it sounds credible. Fauci. Fauci told me. So like, <laughs> I trust it. Or maybe it was Brad Pitt as Fauci. I don't know. But oh, like, God. so I mean, we can believe any of these people but like I'm, I'm telling you if you google this you're gonna find this right so like don't have caffeine within 30 should i do it right now or no yeah okay yeah well, not have yeah but yeah but if you search that you're gonna you're, you're gonna find whatever you search tell me what i shouldn't tell me what i should shirts to get that result the earliest time you should okay. what is the earliest time i should have caffeine to get to have or, yeah. earliest time for caffeine Okay, earliest time to have caffeine. Scientists all say that biologically our cortisol hormone levels peak between 8 and 9 a.m. noon. Therefore, coffee should be consumed between these windows. What is the best time? I'm seeing everything I'm seeing is 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. And it's not based on anything else. So hold on. Coffee is one of the most popular beverages. People reach for a cup of caffeine. This best time. Cortisol and ca- many people enjoy a cup. Three. Yes, right there, dude, right there. However, it's thought, this is Healthline. 
However, it is thought that drinking coffee too soon after rising decreases ener energizing effects. As your stress hormone cortisol it, uh, is at its peak level at this time. So it's like you need to get that thing to what he says. I mean, it sounds right, to be honest. It is, that hor cortisol is a hormone that enhances alertness and focus. Right. So your body needs to have this natural thing. Otherwise, it disrupts it. Boom. But but is it true that it makes it, 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 it compensates for it and then makes it like stop Because yeah, it does the same thing. So like if your cortisol, if you take it so early when you start waking up, your body now knows to produce less cortisol. That's just like any, just like anything else, right? If you give your, that's why you get addicted to shit because now your body needs this thing or it's going to stop producing this thing. And it's, I'm really good at getting addicted to shit. It's like one of my yeah. specialties. I'm, I'm addicted to routines. Like how really? you're very disciplined. No, I'm a well, I'm addicted to routines that make me feel good. So like, wait, like short term pleasures. Yes. Or like. Short term. That can be dangerous. So that's impulsive, no? No, it's not impulsive. So like if I like a certain drive of the day, right? Or like my cert like I go to a certain Starbucks one hour after I wake up. If I don't go to that certain Starbucks, I'm a fucking four year old. No joke. Wait, wait. That's O C D, my friend. No, no, no. It's the way you feel. So like I can feel a cert I have two or three of them, but the one closest to me, right? Is one is how it makes me feel going to that one, the experience of it. So like I'll go, oh yeah. So it becomes my routine. I go here, then I go to this, and I look at the progress of this building being constructed. And I come, I sip it as I come back. I get another one at this other Starbucks, and then I come to my office. Like I have, to, and it's very calming. It's very like I'm addicted to that routine. If you ruin that routine, or you, dude, I get pissed. So like, like is your whole day off if that happens? Yeah. Like another big one is if I don't do something by like 1 p.m., dude, the day is gone. I need, it's like, what does that mean? I don't do, if I don't do a certain amount of productive work or tasks or feel like I've done progress by about 1 one one thirty in the afternoon, I will go, oh, fuck today. Like, I just, <laughs> like today's gone. Today's gone. So like, I will actually... I, th I thought of a way to combat this, which is I take a nap at like 2, 2.30. I'll go to sleep for about 30 or 40 minutes, maybe even a full REM cycle, 90 minutes. And I'll wake up and it, it tricks me to think a new day. And then I'll be productive. That's no hysterical. Joke. No joke. That is literally how I kept. So because my most productive hours I figured out is like in the morning from about 8 to 1.30. And then from about 4.30 to midnight. So, like, I mm. hate afternoons. I hate them. I, I, I hate afternoons on every day. Like, mm. afternoons on Sundays, on Saturday. Saturday afternoons are the worst. When do you usually eat? Whenever I'm hungry. <laughs> I mean, like, do you eat when you wake up or no? No, no. It's actually, it's like a couple hours after. So I'll do my routine. I'll drive. I, I have a bagel shop I go to. So like, I'll go to the Starbucks I have to go to. I'll and this do is a Nashville drive you're through. talking about? Yeah. Okay, I'll drive. Because okay. you had a routine in LA, right? 
recently in that routine in LA. And do so how does it happen when you, when you have a routine in LA that's so good for so long, and then you go to Nashville? What the fuck happened? You bitch out your wife. <laughs> that's not good. No, but that's what happens. So like okay. you go, what the fuck? Like why the fuck? Like what the hell, man? And then you go, you're taking more naps than you wanted to. You're fucking. You're you're. Th- I literally, this is why it's so important for me. Which is like, I was thrown. I was so thrown off. That my loving wife, my best friend, and my soulmate from all time, all time, bought me a pass to an annual pass to Universal Studios, and then bought me a plane ticket to Orlando to go, like, go to the park. Really? Because she knows that used to be my routine in LA, which was, oh. hey, I used to just go to the park. So she and like we're only a ninety-minute flight to Orlando. So I literally went in the morning went for six hours and then flew back at night. She picked me up. So I was like, really? Cool. Yeah. 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 So now that's amazing. Now like that's like a it's month weird, ago. but it's amazing. Yeah. Dude. It's like, it is literally how I operate. It's like, dude, I, cause I work, I love working. I'm working all the time. So it's like, I try to just like inject some kind, like the most up and down path of being anything is like an entrepreneur. It's horrible. Like a startup entrepreneur is like one, one. Why hour. do you think people find it so glamorous from the outside though? Because people glamorize it. So like people think it's cool. They're reading the headlines. They read the unicorn startup or this company just raised 8 million from some named firm. And then they go, God, I want that. That's so cool. That's so baller. Oh man, they're done, man. Or look at that. cool. But they product. don't know. No, but they're not though. But they're not. That's so, not the truth. No, it's not. Sometimes. So like, well, dude, it's those people, like, listen to any of their stories. All their stories are, oh, hey, I'm going to, like, okay, what startup did I hear about just the other day? The founders of, um, you know, Handshake? Yeah. Yeah. So a, a buddy of mine, a guy who was working for me, um, was like, yeah, I know the founders of Handshake or whatever. And we went on some bachelor party and they like bought a fucking yacht and a bow and this is that stuff because they're rich. Right. So it's like, and what's funny is what I don't think I told him is that like, that's what you see how rich he is now, how much he wants to do this, how much he can like helicopter the entire bachelor. I don't know if any of this stuff, but he was talking around. And if you go back and you read their story, dude, the founder's story from back in 2012 or 13 or whenever it started, bro, these motherfuckers affectionately drove, were from Northern Michigan, I think drove in their car, lived out of their car and drove to school after university, after college, after college, after college, all across the country, physically showing up, knocking on doors in a digital world, and like lived off of nothing and just lived in a car. Everyone sees the yacht buying and the, but they don't know. And they're not familiarized with what they did to get there. This is so, this so is a typical long. story of an, an overnight success, like 10 years in the making. Correct. That's what people don't get. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like I, I always think about those. It's weird. He mentioned that. And then I knew their actual founder story. It was probably because they were from Michigan. But like, um, but yeah, now they're a huge fucking platform. So like, and they, are they probably, a unicorn? Oh, they're at least 
Oh, they're at least a billion or two. Yeah, like so. In the process, they probably sold you know some on secondary and shit. I don't yeah. know anything for fact. that's the thing that could happen. But you, I mean, I would say most times, I people I never understood people celebrate fundraising rounds like crazy when really that's not a success. Like it's not that's not the end point. Yeah, here's what right? I want to tell everyone: when we fucking closed our little rounds, um, all that is applied at that point is pressure. So right. like, like. The pressure to now spend it and grow it, motherfucker. Right? Like, you took someone else's money. You owe you owe them. You, you're yeah. now you now owe them something. Yes. If you take that decision lightly, you're a fucking asshole. So like I don't care how small the check is or what I have investors that have given me twenty five and then I've had investors give me two fifty. Right? So you're like now, hilariously enough, I take it upon dude, I have I take it personally when someone writes me a check. It doesn't matter how much it's for. It could be for 10, right? That's why I stopped taking any checks under 25 Because <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I'm not feeling this pressure for that. So it's like, dude, as I, I want to perform for them, right? Like, it's like in service that you believe in me. Like, from every mm-hmm. single fucking person. Right. And I know, I know they know what they're getting into. I know these things, but it's like, I literally from the trailer park kid believe like that never would have happened to someone like me. Someone gave me a quarter of a million dollars. Another person Wait, gave a hundred grand, do you, you, 50 grand. You really believe though that, and you genuinely like a full wholeheartedly agree yeah. that someone, anyone could build a $100,000 a year or yeah, one hundred thousand dollar a year company. Yes, like I, I can show you how to do. It. I've done it four times, three times, one seven. I mean, in America, in the world, like, what do you really think, dude? At least in America, like I don't know about the world's other world problems, but it's like no, but Amer- you really like no matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. I was trailer trash, bitch. Like trailer hu- trailer trash, like from the trailer park where. One of the activities I did as a child was chase skirting when it was windy, bro. <laughs> like I had to, my job was to go, you know what skirting is under the trailer, right? It's like, no. it's the stuff that it's the, it's the, 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 I was going to call it skirting. It's the panels, the light panels that hide the fact that your house is on fucking cinder blocks. Okay? Oh, yeah. It hides it. And because it's just there on like track, like an upper and bottom track, when it's really windy, if like one is missing, the air gets in and blows it away. So like, then you have fucking loose teeth in your fucking trailer home, right? So my job as a fucking kid, right, when I was seven, was to go run after that skirting dude and put it back. Do you know how, hor- you know how fucking hilarious of a joke that is? Go chase part of our house. It's too hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Funny to think. So it's like, think about that, man. Think about it from that point of view. That's what I came from, right? Community college. No one in my school had, or no one in my family had ever gone to college, right? So it's like. You were the first one? First person to ever graduate. Like, I mean, I had people in my family go to community college, <laughs> like go to small little colleges like that, like city colleges or whatever. But like no one graduated, no one went wow. to a big university. 
And I ended up working myself from community college to a large Big Ten university and like transferring, right? So it's like working my way up step by step. Guess how long it fucking took me? It took me six years to get a four-year degree, right? Because, because community? Is that what you're saying? Because of community college is kind of demotivating. After, and, that, and that's like, Michigan that's, State, right? Correct. Then I went to Michigan State. So you're like, I almost dude, went there. Oh, did you? We I, it was the there. only school that offered me some money, but I decided to go to a place where the football team wins. So I went to Ohio State. Oh, okay. I see what you did. Like, <laughs> you forget you forget that we have three Big Ten titles in the last No, game. I don't forget. And honest to God, when I was there, and I think, what, you graduated in 2012, is that right? I was 2011. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, 2011. And should have been I 10, swear to God, the worst, the worst team that we played every year that gave us the hardest time. It was with Trestle back then. We had yeah. pro- Michigan State every time. And, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin did too. Yeah, you are the best Big Ten school. And it's like Michigan could never really beat you. They like It's like uh, we were the only ones to give you a true run for your money most years. And we, well, you, because you had an Ohio State coach. Did we being, did we, we definitely beat you in the Big Ten title game. It was Urban Meyer's first year, first or second year, second year. We're like, remember, it was the pizza meme where he was just in the tunnel eating. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. Driving around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, dude, that was the great Braxton Miller. You know, like. Dude, he was so fun to watch. And you're like, yeah, man. Like that, where we won the Rose Bowl, right? So you're like. And then, oh, then we beat you again the next year. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that because you're like, dude, then we beat you at home with our backup quarterback. You beat, you beat you. I think I went to, I'm pretty sure you beat us at Ohio State, at, in Columbus when, yes, I, when I was Columbus there. in Columbus in 2015, 2015 or 16. In Columbus think- with our backup quarterback. And then we went to the college football playoff. And then what happened? Well, then we lost to Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> So we beat them. So yeah, congrats. No, that's what I mean. So like year in and year out, Ohio State is the best, right? But like in, but we've probably, we, there was a time a couple of years ago when D'Antonio was in his heyday where we had the best Big Ten record even. So you're yeah, like, you did. I know you did. You know, you guys were really good. He was a great coach. He was yeah, an Ohio he, State defensive coordinator yeah, for the was, championship team. Um, so, so wait a second. So six that. years. Six years, though, to grad. So you were the first one. That's actually kind of, I mean, I'm not really into the whole mainstream narrative of like, like, you know, go to college, get a white picket fence, you know, buy a house, like, you know, to each their own. But like, I just kind of think that's something we've believed that's not really true. Well, do you want to know there's definitely you? some credit I have to give for being the first one to graduate from college. I mean, I, there, there's something there. I genuinely appreciate that because, um, like, I, we, I actually, <laughs> when I was a, so I grew up in the area. So, like, and when I was a, I don't think I've ever told the story. In Kalamazoo? And, 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 and no, in Lansing. Oh, East Lansing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like in the Lansing area. And when I was a junior in high school, I walked by the MSU bookstore because I was like 15 minutes away from the university or whatever. Oh, and wow. so I, I would get all my Michigan State gear, you know, because I was a fan. And um, I would get all my gear here. And I, I remember walking by the diploma frame that they would sell there, right? And going like, fuck, that would be great to have that. It'd be great to have that. And I was like a junior or a senior in high school. Um, and dude, I'm telling you, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. So like 
uh, I saw that fucking every day, every time I'm going there, like my junior, senior year in high school, knowing I was going to go to community college. You know what I mean? Like th- thinking I'm not good enough to just go from high school to Michigan State. Right. And you're like, cool. So like you do that thing, you get demotivated year after year after year after year. It's like, fuck, you know, two years in, you're like, I only have 35 credits. I'm demotivated here. And you're like, but every time I would go back, I would see that fucking diploma frame. And I go, I'm going to get this. I even moved to Nashville for a little bit, worked for my uncle in Nashville and like just felt incomplete, you know? So like, and I went back, I went back to community college still, like I would get my books at this bookstore and see that fucking diploma frame. And like, uh, I remember, I remember fast forward fucking seven years, seven years I went back and bought that goddamn diploma frame and put my Michigan State diploma in that diploma frame. Are you serious? Yeah. And I put my fucking Michigan State diploma in it and I hung it up. And then till, till this, to this day, doesn't matter that I've raised over a million dollars or done any of this. That is something that was so fucking cool for me was going, my wife or my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now was like, no, that's like an outdated frame like i don't love it i don't love the go i'm like it's got to be that diploma frame it's got to be that one right why does it mean so much i've learned over the course of my life that one of the greatest happinesses happiness happinesses of all time is like setting your mind to a long-term goal and killing yourself to get it like it is the coolest fucking thing on planet earth. Why? The pride you have in yourself at the moment you've, you look back on the setting the goal. Like you could get lost. That's fine. I got lost. It took me fucking six years to get a four year degree. I got lost a lot. Right. And, but I still had that one. You can go off track But if you have that one North star, it wasn't, it was the diploma frame, you know? That's what's funny. It wasn't even, it wasn't the education. Right. It became, I became so obsessed with getting that diploma frame. Is that the right word? Diploma frame? No. (laughs) Obsessed is very, is I don't, I don't know what you formally call a diploma frame. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So like, but yeah, dude, it is, it was the greatest, it, up to that point, it was the greatest accomplishment I had ever had because I knew Michigan State was a national springboard, right? So like coming from nothing, you're like, dude, uh, and I, I remember when I was younger, when we won the um, basketball national title and like 2000 oh, yeah. or 2001 or whatever, yeah. like, I remember how much of a national we were on, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We, I met Tom Izzo. He recruited my friend at Ohio State or at in Seoul in Ohio. Yeah, for real. I shook his hand. <laughs> That's cool. It was cool. Um, I've not even done that. That's cool. Uh, and I go to all these. He was trying to hide. I'm like, is that Tom Izzo? And he's like, shit. And we all went up to him. At that high school at your high school. Yeah, because my friend, uh, his name's Dallas Lauderdale. Uh, he went to Ohio State and played, but he was being recruited. He was six wow. foot ten. Yeah, and we were a bunch of like little white boys in this like <laughs> suburban. They would just toss it to him. He would just dunk it. It was great. We were so good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a good story. Um, and you got to tell it ten years later. You know, 
Right. He's their Hall of Fame coach. And meeting, and then also, who was the Louisville coach? He was also, he won the title of Kentucky. Oh, yeah, Rick Pitino. But Pitino was there sitting, and he had his ring on. And I was like, was it hard to get that ring? Nice. And you met some and he was like, all the players. Legends. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, uh, so after doing Sorry. that. No, 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 no. Um, I love tangents, dude. It's just sometimes hard to get my mind on back on track. <laughs> but this, the frame, you, why? No, the frame, the frame, the frame. Yeah, yeah. So like, but what was your question? It's actually really interesting. That I started going off on. What was the question? The, the question was, is that you were being obsessed. And I was saying, was that the right word? Being oh, yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with going. So, yeah. So the right word is obsessed. Only because I don't think you, in those times of, of, getting lost or like where you feel like you're not going to be found, you know, we are feeling like very lonely and very outside of that line where that linear line where you're like, cool, I'm going to get this goal. And you start going like this and you, you get far off that track or the beaten path or your path or whatever you thought it was. The only thing I have ever, and that's happened to me at least a dozen times and different bigger goals is like, uh, I sit there and I go, fuck, no, I fucking want, I want that more than anything. I want that more than anything. And I keep telling myself like a, like a fucking uh, handicapped. Like, like, did anyone know that? Like, did, were you it, the only one that knew this? Handicapped to do that, right? So you're like, it is a, it does handicap you, like is, is what I mean. So it's like, because all you think is that one thing. You don't care what you're doing, what you're hurting, who you're hurting. What I mean, is that truly, is like, that, is that truly how you felt? Yeah. Like wow. everything I've ever done. I told, I, so another long-term goal of mine was, um, I wanted to move and move to LA. Right. Um, so I knew I, I had had this goal since I was like seven, six or seven years old in my head. My mom was from Long Beach, whatever. Uh, so oh, I same moved, here. Oh no shit. Come on. Really? <laughs> Yeah, she was really? passed away when I was 11, so she was really young, but she was from Long Beach. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. Uh, yeah. Man, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so from Long Beach, born and raised in Long Beach. And every Wait, what year was she born? 60-something, early 60s. Oh, okay, not the 50s. All right, got it. Okay, okay. So, um, so they didn't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I get excited. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Uh, so yeah, born and raised there. And so I grew up with the stories, whatever. And then you have the glamorize of Hollywood or it was always a thing for me ever since I was six or seven. So like through everything, through college, everyone is like, I'm going to be in the big three. I'm going to be in New York, LA, Chicago. That's where I'm moving. And it's like those fuckers stay in fucking Mount Pleasant or like Lansing or whatever the fucking place is, whatever the thing is. Right. And you're like, yes. No, I'm fucking, no, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my life. I'm cutting you out. You're a bitch. These are the thoughts, right? So like, (laughs) these are the honest thoughts. I'm obsessed. It's LA. It's LA. It's LA. I'm not going to be like these fuckers. Yeah, it's going to take me longer, but fuck them. Fuck that. And you, you have to, I'm telling you, everyone that has accomplished a long-term big goal that most people don't thinks like this. So like, if, if you don't, if you disagree, dude, you've, you have not accomplished a long-term goal you've set for yourself. So it's like, so I was with my, I, I met this girl, um, who was my girlfriend at the time. 
And two months into formally dating, I was like, just so you know, uh, I will trade you in for LA. Just so you know. I just want it out there now. So you know that, right? But I really like you. Huh? But I really like you, you know? Yeah. Just so you know. I love you. But just so you're (laughs) aware, this is where my goal is. And you or anyone else is not going to stop me from getting it. Right? And fast forward. What'd she say? Fast forward. She was like, okay. Like... (laughs) I remember where we were. We were like, I just got outside of the car somewhere. I don't remember exactly where, but like we just got outside of the car and I was like, just, you know, this is what I want more than anything before this gets really serious. You know, this is the one thing I want. So like, I respect, I guess she didn't want something similar. Like she, like most people, right. She is hella successful and she's off doing her great thing. Um, So fast forward five years from that time, we moved to LA together and fast forward 14 years from that conversation, we are still happily married. And like wow. we do, we are together, best friends, soulmates because I've ac- I accomplished his dream. She helped me do it. So like she wants to move to Nashville. She wants to do the thing. So like, uh, I give it back, you know? So you've like, been able to do it without her in all seriousness. What I had, would I have done it? Yeah. 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 It's like, I don't, and I think that's the, that's the thing would like that were, were like probably the, 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 the third line of this entire conversation, which is what it takes to actually accomplish your goals. Right. So it's like most people when given the opportunity five years in of loving someone and being, dude, Again, even then, best friends knew she was my soulmate, right? Knew she would never let me fail at anything, right? She had a stipulation when we moved, and it was, you give me a job. Like, you find me a job. So, like, the consulting firm I worked for out there knew a partner at a large accounting firm and then got her an interview and she got the job. So, like, I even (laughs) wore the burden. Amazing how things work out when you really want something. Exactly, man. So, it's like... Dude, I'm telling you, you work your fucking ass off. You hold tight to your goals and you do not deviate from it. Regardless, dude, I don't care if there's someone out there going, this guy's an asshole because he gave ultimatums and he did. Dude, I'm also a guy who has accomplished every long-term goal I've ever set for myself. And also someone listening to this is going, fuck yes. I f- I'm, I'm, we're getting a divorce and I'm moving to <laughs> New York. But here, but the, I, I, for real, I really think the takeaway is like, I mean, I mean this in a good way, whatever, is uh, you're a normal dude from actually probably more humble than not beginnings, right? And yeah. you just set out to do something and then you fucking work towards that thing and you achieve that thing because you really wanted that thing. Yeah, that's a great I mean, way. Anyone can do that if they're willing to do what it takes to get there. Yes, like it's not that crazy. No, it's not. You don't have like super. You know what I mean? Like no one has superhuman power. Even the most like these unicorn. Like they just if they built a unicorn, well, they sacrificed way more. They just like we were talking about earlier exactly. before we started. They're sac- they don't have a family relationship. They don't have this stuff. Right. So that's what they wanted. Correct, dude. I am so lucky. Like on the the flip side of that is like 
so lucky that my wife is my actual soulmate, right? So like yeah. part of those things, like she never made me, she knew exactly what I was and who I was. So like, because I'm always honest. So like in that two months, you she knew what the fuck I wanted, right? Yeah. She knew what I wanted. I set the ground. I never changed out of it. And it's like when she wants to, you know, as she wanted to move out of LA and then we did it and then we'll probably make it official here soon. But like, it's like, like when that happens, like we did that because of her. So like, but if, and I did it for her, like she did it for me, like, cause I wanted to accomplish the goal. So like, would you have done it though? If in California you didn't have like homeless people, like living in your house and stuff, like people like running into your car and stuff. Just curious. <laughs> well, I think that was her, that was her fucking, like, I'm done with this. Like, why are we paying a premium to have homeless people run into our car and steal the, and to someone else steal the front end of our vehicle? So like, Wait, what? yeah, dude, Wait, what I don't even want to get into that. But like, literally <laughs> the homeless guy ran in, our, our cat died and cause she thought California's water killed our cat. And then no, well, we don't, we don't know. It's, we don't, we don't know. She's Wait, got, is California like, bad? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, yeah, it is kind of a thing, but like she, she was checking the water level and like the water left, like, uh, the water thing, like in like the Burbank area where we lived and it was like, wasn't, it's not terrific. It's drinkable, no, it, but it's like, it's not terrific, right? It's not terrific water. So you're it like, probably, it probably, it probably makes it so like women can't reproduce so they can just get rid of their population. Conspiracy theory, though. Cons very conspiracy theory, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so it's like I'm not either. We that's why, that's why I go. Eh, I'm not like to whatever, like whatever she was saying. I was like, okay, that's not the. This is probably not the case, you know. And like, smart you know, she, she was just you know hurt that our our little animal died. So like, which love of my life, second love of my life. Like, it if was, you're in California, listen to this. Go get Fiji. Okay, go on. Go get bottled water. No, so um. So, and, <laughs> dude, we like switched out like the, the, what they were drinking, like the kind of thing they were drinking out of, and it couldn't be made in anywhere but like America. And you're like, so anyway, uh, it's like Flint. all of this happened. Oh, it's like the front end, someone stole the front end of my car. Like, I don't know what that uh, means. They, like the bumper? The, it is the entire, it was the entire front end with like, like if you take off the front end, the front bumper, the front the front grill, the the headlights, all the side part, like the side fenders, they just took it all. All you could see is the radiator <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So like, and like there were there were four or five of these little things, right? And then like, and then yeah, then the homeless person running into our car was like the last like. Kind of straw where it's like, fuck. Were you at a red light? Like, how did that actually Yeah, we were happen? at a red light and like, he was passing the street and he like bumped into our car. And it was, yeah, not and good. Then, you know, then I got out and like started beating the shit out of him and said, you, you want to, no, I didn't no, you do didn't. that. No. No. <laughs> Is it different in Nashville? There's no homeless to be seen, man. It's great. Oh, it's got to be a little bit. Uh, not to be seen, man. That's what, wow. that's what is hilarious, dude. It's like, I remember, I remember when we like, when we first like visiting, right? Like when we were visiting just a little bit ago, um, we got like an Airbnb or whatever. So you're like, 
or a hotel, whatever it was, uh, like a long-term rental thing. So as we're coming in, we were like, oh, where are all the tents? <laughs> like, like we were we were driving around downtown, like as you come into downtown going like, there's a lot of overpasses, sands, tents here, you know? <laughs> where are the tent villages? Like, where are... That still exists like, in LA? Oh, dude, it's horrible there. They let it happen. You're like... No, I mean, like, today. Yeah, today. It's there. Like, you just, like... I mean, they've cleaned some of it up, I'm guessing, slash hoping. But, like, Venice isn't as bad, like, today, when we went back, like, a month ago or whatever. That's, like, it's not as bad, right, than, like, before. But, like, uh, it... Do you know a lot of people that also moved away from LA? So many. So many. You do? Yeah. So like did most go to Miami? Just curious. Or Austin? Some people went to Florida, Miami. Some people came to Tennessee. Right? So you're like like some people moved back home. Sad. Like where? Like uh I don't know if Michigan. Yeah. Well, not to hate on Michigan. But like, okay, so here's the other side of being obsessive, right? Let's work our way back to this one thing. So like, I have been running away from what I've come from, where a byproduct of that, of being obsessed with all the goals and all the things is like trashing on things that don't deserve to be trashed, right? Like if you choose to stay in Lansing, dude, you don't deserve to be trashed. But in my head, it's like, nope, fuck you, fuck you, fuck. Like, you're a piece of shit. That's your own insecurity being projected onto them. Yeah, 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 100%. So it's like, I'm still running away from it in my head, right? Why? Is it embarrassment or something? Or or, or what is it? It's got to be something, or shame, ashamed. It's fear of, like, the fact that, like, dude, I'm like, I will never. It's failure, right? It's it's not reaching your full potential. It's, it's all of that stuff. It's going like, cool. If I stay here, I'm not going to reach my full potential. I'm going to be trailer trash and change oil like everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like so you associated where you're from as to all those people didn't achieve what they could have achieved. That's what you're saying. Dude, like, and no, maybe they did for them. That's what's funny is like, I, I, I don't want right. to judge that. That's what's great. That's what's fine for them. Right. It's like, and I get caught in like this my obsessive mindset that because it's not for me and that's not my potential and I'm going to work my ass off so it's not, I'm going to reach my potential. The, the hating on not a specific person or a specific place, but like everything that was a part of my past, I hate, right? Outside of the relationships Isn't I've that built. that bad though? That's yes. not good. Yes. No, it's not good. So like- in except the relationship, <laughs> some of my greatest relationships have been the ones I've made in Lansing. 100%. Like family, friends who have become family, friends who I would never like. Four of Is that my something that you've appreciated much more later in life than you did at the time? Uh, I've never not appreciated these few people that have never left my life, right? For the past decade. It's like those people have like, it's my one attachment, right? So it's like, I rarely get back to Michigan, but like these half a dozen people in Lansing, right? And maybe one or two in Detroit area are like still great. 
I still love more than anything. Right. So you're like, I talk with them, text or talk with them almost every day. So you're like, oh, wow. and they help me. Right. So like, and I'm not like, that's amazing, but it's like, and I still cherish those and those people still know it, that I cherish it, the relationship. So it's everything else. And it's the, it's the ancillary people. It's the people around me that weren't, that didn't actually help me get anywhere. Like I see it as those people helped me accomplish my goals. Right. So I love them. I give them back and I do this. Everyone, it's everyone else that it like I was acquaintances with that. I'm like, you're human. You're garbage. They're so not. Basically, you sifted out who's authentic versus who's not, and I get out the people who weren't. Get somewhere, right? right? So, like, I don't ever forget that. Ever, it's I'll never trash you. I'll never talk shit. I'll always thank you and appreciate you, right? Those people know who they are, right? It's just so happens that th- those people are in Lansing or Detroit or Grand Rapids or wherever. So you're like, when's the last time um, you're in Michigan? It's been a while. Couple couple of years, so like, I actually went back for an investor meeting, but yeah. But was, would you have left LA if the whole COVID thing didn't happen? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You'd have to ask my wife to be honest. Like, I would have stayed forever, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's getting like I always knew, dude. It sucks being poor there. And like by poor there, I mean anyone making under $400,000 a year. <laughs> so it's like, that sucks. It does suck. Any, no one can disagree with that fact, right? At most you feel it. So it's because it's funny, right? So you're like, so you get it because you, you get it. And it's so like- So you cannot live a good life there making $100,000 a year? No. Because or one, I mean, if it's just not like the FOMO, you can live a life there. Yeah. But, but we were but paying, you can't do much. Right. We were paying, you know, I don't know, twenty four, twenty five hundred bucks a month for like a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. So you're like yeah. right. So like or we are paying, right? So you're like right. and like every time it's like um every time you think about it, it's like, dude, do you really wanna raise your kids to be spoiled private school brats or risk getting shanked in North Hollywood? Do you know what I mean? At a public school? Like, right. you really want that to be the choice? <laughs> like, it's so extreme. Just, right. It's two insane extremes where you're like, dude, I'm not used to driving around public schools in fucking L.A. When, we, when I drive around, like just yesterday, when you drive around in L.A. in the public schools and you're like, they're fucking 20 feet fences with barbed wire coming. You know what I mean? Oh, and you're like. God. Dude, there were no fence. There was a fence around the fucking tennis court, so balls didn't go place where in the suburbs where I came from. You know, it's like that's what you're kind of used to, which is like a normal, regular fucking with space upbringing. But it's not normal. That's not normal, right? So you're like, now there is a time where you're like, and it's like contradictory because my wife tends to like be on the more more normal mindseted she's she is one percent in her field right so like one she is a one percent effort one percent ambitious she's way more disciplined than me i am right she works really hard she 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 works harder than anyone i know that's not me okay (laughs) like and very humbling 
very, very humble, very humbling. I know myself, very self-aware. So, <laughs> but she does, dude. I will come in from like the, I will, I'll come in the house at like 1145, like almost midnight. She'll still be burning the oil, burning the midnight oil in her office. And I come in, in the house, right? From my office. So it's like, she'll outbeat me a lot sometimes, like a lot of times. So you're does like, she like it. She does. She does. She, I don't think she knows what it, she doesn't know. Like I'm aware I'm working that hard and I throw it in people's face. She, <laughs> she does it and doesn't ask for thanks or doesn't ask for anything and will work herself to tears. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh God, maybe you should, maybe you should at least tell people you're working that hard. You know what I mean? Like maybe because maybe they don't know what you're going through or that you're working. They that have hard. to. No, some people don't. They probably do know though. Regular people don't. So like, really, because they no one work when you work really hard. You work harder than everyone else. So for instance, this is not one of her cases. This is the case I'm making up because based on like we both came from like public accounting fields. So like, okay. if you're if a partner, uh, they talk with the senior manager or manager, right? If the manager, if if you know that an associate or a senior associate is not doing something, the partner is going to blame the manager. So the manager yep. has to pick up the slack of all the associates, right? Yes. So in a, for instance, my wife would just do all the work of the associates and like, so everything is fine and not tell. I think that's super common in public accounting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and yeah, that, that is, that mindset is. So you're like, and that's kind of where she came from. Like she was, Again, not saying that's a specific case, but that's the cases that kind of happen in like public accounting. So you're like, dude, that's the shit, right? Right? Like, I banking, public accounting, these things are like, she comes from those realms, right? So like, even when she worked for her first startup, like um, it was like a Warner Media company or whatever, and it was like, um, she was dealing with it, like the people she dealt with were a bunch like people that came from like investment banking. So like the mindset yeah. was like, they were there, they were at the office till nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. So yeah. you're like, it's good to surround yourself with those ambitious fucks, you know, like dude, people that will fucking, I don't care. There's this like anti, I won't say anti-work. I will say there's this anti- That's exactly what I wanted to ask. Well, yeah, there's this anti-hustle mentality. I don't want to go as, as far as saying that like, some people don't want to work, right? Like, at, I think uh, I, I'll, I'll, here, I'll, I'll do it for you. All right. People definitely, absolutely in today's world do not want to work. People do not understand what productivity, productivity actually means, which is output of fucking goods and services. So I'll take that leap for yeah. you. I do believe that thesis is more true now than it ever has been in my lifetime. Go I ahead, say, continue. And I will say, <laughs> I look at it as how easy is it to beat those people? Right. Oh, to beat them, to beat them. Right. So like, oh, my God, I it's the ultimate it, opportunity for people who do want to work. Correct. So I look at it as like, right. you want to know how hard it is to beat someone today? Work a fifth day of the week. Right. Like <laughs> four day. I'm going to work four days. It's like, here's the first. Hey, hey, Eric, here's the number one way you can beat all of this movement. Work on Friday. That's actually really funny. You don't even realize how funny that is. That's like, really funny. It's like, that's it. That's all you got to do. Work a fifth day. <laughs> that's it. It's like, 
Dude, you want <laughs> that's I, what shows that there's a problem. But wait, are you knocking all? Are you noticing this with if whether you're working with contractors or you're trying to hire someone, someone's working for you, or you're working with someone, a partner? You notice this in all areas. I would say the people who I deal with on a on a daily basis, I've now cut out the people who enjoy the four day. Work. So this is what's funny. Like if you if you come to me at this level, I will say there are levels of this. So at this level, if okay. you come to me and you're like, you're not responding to emails on the weekend, I'll just cut you. Like <laughs> if you're not, dude, if you're not writing me back on the weekend and you say you want to be an entrepreneur, not someone else. There's, there's another person who will. So the, like, uh, the CEO of, of Barstool Sports, that's her thing is like her test when she's interviewing an executive, she texts them something on a Sunday. It's part of the, the thing. And if they don't respond in three hours, they're not hired. 100%. Like, dude, and you're witness, you're going to witness the, the fucking biggest regret ever. Like the big, what do they call it? Like the great, the, the great resignation. Yeah. Last summer. Yeah. You're going to feel, yeah. those people are going to feel the, the greatest regret nation ever. When now, because people are sure. cutting jobs, salaries are going to, like, dude, we're but in this, trouble but right you now. You know what this goes back to? It goes back to what you were saying, though, originally, which is the whole long-term goal of working towards something and achieving that thing. You're missing out by resigning, not having the day-to-day -day thing of working toward. You're eliminating that achievement thing, process, and Agreed. you are, therefore, going to be stagnant. And you're going to be, yeah. if you're not, if we're not continually moving forward as humans and going to work towards something, rather than just achieving it and be like, that's success, yeah. that should fade. Yeah. You got to like, it's a loop. You got to keep going. Yeah. A loop. It just feeds itself. So like a hundred percent. It's self-reinforcing too. Yeah, man. Like I, there's not a day like, uh, and I know like, um, there's not like, um, I think I'm also very lucky to be able to watch. Like it's, it's, it goes around like know who you're marrying or who you're with in a relationship or who you with. Like it's so important. And I think Cheryl Sandberg, uh, uh, like she just stepped down after 14 yeah. years. Goodbye, Cheryl. Yeah. Goodbye. Love you. Lean in. Terrific. So like if, <laughs> so if she one time, she one time said like, we love you. <laughs> so one time I think she gave the advice that was like, so it was like an Ivy League school order. And she was like, dude, find someone here to marry. You know, boy, girl, whoever it is, find someone here to marry because you'll never be around this kind of fucking talent again in your life. Oh, oh. So it's like at, at Facebook? No, at Yale or wherever it was. Right? It was like well, wherever she's been, it's been a or it's been a well, success. I mean, like whatever it was, it was like it was like know know who you're it was around those lines. I'm paraphrasing completely. But it was like no one really thinks about how important who they choose to spend their life with is. No one understands this. Where you're like, it, I look back at a lot of the stuff that like I've done or the success that I've had is because I've also surrounded myself with someone in my wife who will never let me fail. Right. And then what does that mean? You said that twice. There were a couple times in that today. My gut instinct says that that doesn't sound good. Uh, like you should fail. Well. She will never let me fail at the things I want to be, I want to get. So I'll give you an example, okay. right? So she was with me as when I started going back to like, um, like the community college, 
route we met or whatever at like some party. How and, old were you um, when you met? I was 20 or 21. She was like 19 or 20. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, whatever, like she Super was, young. A fresh, yeah, she was a freshman. She was like 19 or 20. And I was like 20 or 21. We're separated by two years, two years. So like, um, I think she was 19. I was 21. I think when we f- officially started dating, like, cause we, we had known each other. We had known each other for like six, seven, eight months for a little bit. Um, so like, uh, and I'll never forget this when, like I told you, I dropped in, dropped out of like community college mm-hmm. and all that dumb shit. Right. But I really wanted my degree again, the diploma. Fr- I wanted the diploma frame. So like, <laughs> that's true, right? That's true. Yeah. Like I wanted the fucking diploma frame. It was the diploma frame. Right. I needed the diploma in it, but, uh, <laughs> and I remember I went back to, to college like, and I was going to get my shit right. And I was going to graduate with her right on time again. Cause she was two years behind me, you know? Right. So yeah. like, but I had to take a 20, 21 or a 22 credit semester at the community college at the college. It's, so that's insane. Right. So that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's in that. I did that at Columbus state. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Right. 20, it was 21 or 22. Yeah. Credits, I forget. So like, but I, uh, like maybe a third of the way, and it was like a month into the semester, I started getting behind again. And like, I, w- I called her and I like freaked out or whatever. I had like a freaking break. This is going to happen again. I don't want to like, oh my God, like this is insane. Did you lose it? Lose it? No, no, I didn't. Like mentally at that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like mentally I was like, fuck, like, God damn it. This is going to happen again. I started getting in my... It was like 10. I might have cried. I don't know. Right? Like, whatever. I was, I, I was felt the shit again. Hey, tears, right? tears can be masculine. It's okay. Oh, no. Tears can be great. I implore everyone to tear. Then buck the fuck up and keep on going. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel your tears, feel your pain, wait 24 hours, and then fucking beat the horn again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go beat the drum. You know? So I called her and I was like, broke down. Dude. I don't know. She must've been doing something. She was at like a party while I was studying or something. She left the party, came, calmed me down, helped me study and like helped me with everything that semester. So plus her 15 or 16 credits and then helped me with like the, when I needed help every time. And we got past. So you couldn't have done it without her. No, I couldn't have done it on time without my wife. What I present. So like, right. like I would have probably dropped half the classes and then it would have, everything would have taken longer again, but like 100% that another thing is like the end of our senior year. Cause I eventually caught up thanks to her. I ended up, dude, I ended up taking two years worth two, two or two and a half, two years worth of college in three semesters. So like... Oh, wait, or two and a half years of college in three semesters. So a fall semester, like a spring semester, more. and a summer semester. Right. So, like, because I did 21 credits, 16 credits, and, like, I did a summer of, like, 18 credits or something. So you're, like, just to catch up. So it was, like, and, dude, and a lot of the time, dude, she would stay up with me until 3, 4 a.m., like, help me stop, like, if I needed it, right? So you're, like... Cause I need it. And she's like a naturally book smart, like individual. So, and a hardworking individual. 
So she makes up for what you lack. Oh, 100%. Everything I lack, everything, discipline, like, and I do, I, I'm the other one. Like she'll come to me upset about something and I'll be like, welcome to my fucking Tuesday, man. Like, <laughs> this is nothing like we can get over this. Right. So you're like, um, I'm getting punched in the fucking five times a day. <laughs> so like, um, so as now, dude, it's, you have to think it's fun to get beat up, right. To do this. So, um, I remember, I'll never forget this. It was our last semester. It was a fucking, it was, the class was packaging or something. I forget what it was. It was an online packaging course. Like what Sponsored kind of- Sponsored by FedEx? Sponsored by FedEx. Should have been. I don't know. But like um, online, dude, it was like fucking multiple. And I was like, I just can't do this. I'm so fucking done. I'm so done. Like it was the last semester. We had, we were all, we were graduating a center whatever. I'll never forget this. This is one of the biggest ones. So she fucking open. She goes, no, open your, open your computer. She opened her computer (laughs) and she helped me with this. Like literally she drug me across the fucking finish line the last semester of our senior year. (laughs) So it was like, dude, she never once abandoned me. Right. Like, so like, dude, that's with you. Huh? No. Was she ever like upset? Like you're taking time away from her? No. No. She was never upset with like, you're taking away my time. No, never. Right. So it's like, because again, dude, we've been together for 14 years now. And wow. she's still the person who I will dedicate every free time with that I have. And like, so it's like, it's not like I'm, it's not like I take it for granted at all. I thank her every day. Like I mess with her every day. Every t- every morning I make sure to have our bagel and breakfast and lunch snack or whatever, whatever it is that I can break away from. And like, I tell everyone, everyone in business, every Holly is my, or like family or Holly is my nights and weekends. Everything else I'm working, I'm killing myself. So like, like I don't even, I have a travel rule. I won't travel on the weekends because I want to be- Oh, really? Yeah. So like if I, I either tell people I won't travel on Saturday or Sunday or like if it's serious. Yeah. If it's unavoidable, like I'll go like Sunday night or like I will go at Monday at 5 a.m. before I'll leave her on Saturday or Sunday. Is that like an agreement you guys have? No. Is that why? No, it's not an agreement. It's just when you know what's important in life, you'll focus on it. So I'm obsessed with making sure my wife knows that I love her. How do you find out? This might be a stupid question, but I feel like it's not. Well, how do you find out what's important in life? Because like for me, I feel like a lot of things that I've now realized are important, I totally took for granted. Dude, trial and error, man. That's it. You're doing it. So it's like, it is literally like if you constantly, the one thing you're doing is like you have that path, right? That one, like here's your goal at the top. And it's like the one thing you're doing is you're weaving in and out of this fucking path is learning shit. Much wider than that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, right but you're learning. You're learning what you like, what you don't like. Your path might change. You might end up coming back on something that you found out that you like, that, but you're going to come back and accomplish it and then go right back to the thing you go because you're obsessed with that goal. But like the more you experience and the more shit you do in life and the more mistakes you make, the quicker you can learn from them, the, the more things you, you find things that you hate, 
you know the antithesis of that thing you hate is something that you might like. So then you'll right. quickly pivot and go back and then come back. So you're like, dude, is you find those things out, like what, what's important to you at the moment, right? You go down that path. If you quickly find out you don't want that anymore, fucking change really fast. Change, go. Don't sit around. Change as much dude. as possible. Right. Change as much as yeah. possible. So like the one constant has been my long-term goals, like being an entrepreneur, like being in the entertainment industry. Like I used to work at the studio, so that was a good one. Um, like, uh, so in LA, Michigan State, uh, published author, podcast with tens of thousands of downloads. Like, what, What's on there that you haven't achieved yet? So that's what's funny. So like, uh, I have achieved almost everything I've wanted to do in life. Like that could be dangerous. No, the one thing I haven't done though is like more of what I already have, and I have that perspective. So, like, I wanted for the longest time an office on Sunset Boulevard, right, with a sunset address, blah blah. blah. I got it. I've had two. I wait. Why is that a big deal? I'm just not familiar with it. So, like, is that like sunset the street? Boulevard is probably one of the most famous streets on planet Earth. You know? Oh, okay. So you're like, yeah, I love Sunset Boulevard. I've always wanted to live there. So if I say Sunset Boulevard, you know exactly where it is, right? No. No? No. If I say Sunset, if I say Hollywood Boulevard, do you know where that is? Yes. Okay. So if I say, all right, well, it's not going to be for everyone. So like, but most of the time, and you can question the listeners, that it's like, if I say Sunset Boulevard, you kind of know where that's at, maybe. Right. Dr. Phil or Dr. Phil. I don't get the is that right. where his office is. Is that sunset? Bo- no, that's rodeo or something. <laughs> rodeo. Rodeo. Yeah. 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 Rodeo drive, yeah. So like, it's all, it's all there. It's one of those streets, right? That's fine. Like, um, but it is this thing where like, you're, Oh, sunset. Oh my God. Whatever. It's in West Hollywood. They're fine. So like, um, but yeah, so that was the thing always to have an, my logo on an office on a building or whatever, always have an office. And then okay. at one point I was subleasing an office from someone on Sunset Boulevard. I was like, I did it. I had an office on Sunset Boulevard. Funny enough, three <laughs> years later, that person was subleasing office from me on Sunset Boulevard at a different no, office. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's funny how shit works. And I, w- I wouldn't move off of Sunset Boulevard when we got kicked out of one of the offices and I had to do it and I had to have the office. And it was like... Again, it's being obsessed with this thing. All work must have halted while I was finding a fucking office on Sunset Boulevard. Like that mattered, right? But it was like to you, it was the thing that mattered to me for that week, right? So like, I'm more than willing to work 96 hours a week when I know I want something or need that thing. Like it could be wrong, but guess what? Who cares? If you think- What is that thing now though? Uh, so I've never built a large company like, and that's, how do you measure a large company? Right. What's a large company? So so that's subjective. So it's like, the only thing would be like, like exiting for seven figures, eight figures, you know, like, like V1 will be at seven figures of revenue here shortly and cumulative. Yeah. So you're like, then it's like, great. So I built a six figure a year, two of them. Then this one, right, which is technically just six figures a year, but it's just been around a couple of years. So it's like, um, but so cumulative, it's been seven. And you're thinking like, I've never gotten something to a 1 million ARR, 
right? Like I've never had, I've never, I've always fought and clawed for every piece of like subscriber or like, and you're like, so I've never had like the flywheel going, right? Like there it seems like a really fucking arbitrary metric. I got to be honest. Right. No. And that's the point. That's where I'm at, which is like, now it becomes these, I can be happy with the big picture of what I've done. Right. Like now it's some of these small. Don't you worry though. You're going to get complacent. That's what it sounds like. No, because like, I don't also have a house. So it's like, I've never had an exit that validates my wife's efforts. Right. Like my wife can go, oh, my husband's done this and he's done that. And, but she's the one sitting there like rolling the dice going like Jeremy's going to make it. You know? Right. Right. Like, For sure. I'm, I have not delivered. I'm in the same situation, by the way. Right? Are you married? <laughs> I'm not married, but my girlfriend, we got the same situation yeah. going on. So like, um, at, how long have you guys been together? We've been together almost, uh, three years. Oh, that's pretty well. So congrats. Um, so uh, make it 13 and let me know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 14. Yeah. yeah 13. Four, it's been, uh, well, we met, we started officially date. It's been third. We've been married four years together, 13 years. So it was, we met in 08. So we've known each other for 14 years. Oh, you we, met in 08? Yeah. Jeez. 08. And then we met, we started dating in 09. So like, um, and then like, <laughs> a lot I'd like to me. say that, what's that? A lot's happened since then for me, for sure. Since 2009? Dude, dude, bro. I honestly think about my, I look back and I go, man, if I would have concentrated on one thing, I could probably <laughs> be amazing. You know what I mean? And you're like, I also. But you can't look at it like that. No. That's not really fair. Right. Because you can look at like a, I, the one thing I want is I want, I, I don't know what it's like to get a million dollar wire or have a million, one million in the bank. Right. Like. I don't know what it's, it's like. That cool. That's fine. That's fine. But like, I don't want to take your word for it. Right. <laughs> that's what, that's the point. The point is like, I don't dude. Anyone can tell you, dude, having an office on sunset Boulevard overdone. No, it wasn't for All me. Right. It was not for me. So like, it was everything I fucking wanted. I still have it. I'm still going to have it if, and when we officially move to Nashville. So you're like, so what are then the top, I guess, just give me two or three of the most important professionally things that you want to achieve? Is it the million and the, like, I want to hit a million, business? I want to hit a million ARR with the company. That's the But goal. you're going to hit that. You're going to hit that. Maybe, maybe. like, maybe. I'm going to help you hit that. We're going to hit that. Fine. But that is the biggest fucking goal right now, dude. Like, and honestly, the one thing I feel... I feel so bad. The older I get every day, I feel my wife's thing is security. And I have been the most insecure thing like ever. So like as she wants kids and house and whatever, it's like, dude, and you want to know the the fucked up part about it is, is like what she'll go there. She has my mentality with it. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy the house. then. Like she won't use me as an excuse, which fucking cuts even worse. So it's like, cause she'll go, cool. It'll feel just take me. Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Like, like all I want to do Damn, is I'm in the same go, relationship. This is so weird. Well, great. All I want to do is go, he, he, buy, here's a million dollars cash by the house. Right. 
here is whatever whatever it is to do it because even Nashville is more expensive, you know, more expensive sure. than Michigan or Ohio or whatever, or where maybe not Ann Arbor. You're in Ann Arbor right now. No, I said maybe not Ann Arbor. You were saying it's oh, more expensive than Michigan. Right. Yeah, no, um, but like, yeah. So like, it's like if you want a nice house here and like a good area, like a cool, nice area, you're talking at least eight hundred, at least. Jeez, really? Yeah. So like. Like, that's like closer to the city center and things like that. So like, but honestly, we've looked and you're talking at least that. So like we found and one. What would that equivalent be in LA? Like 2 million. <laughs> or, like, like you, you can't live in something under, you can't, it's not livable. It's not inhabitable under 800 in LA. It's not like up to, it wouldn't be up to code. I feel like <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like everything is a million there. Everything. What's like a nice one? You wouldn't, want, dude. Today, uh, we've actually stopped looking since we've thought about like leaving. But like, um, it's like a million and a half at least. Like, oh my! We God. saw one a couple years ago that was like one point two. It was like kind of in the hills. It was great. It was only eleven hundred square feet. It was only two bedrooms. Yeah. So you're like. And that was two or three years ago, like a few years ago. Oh so my like, god! For us, eleven hundred square feet. Eleven. It was. It was smaller than the place we were. We we're Airbnb in Nashville. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And like that, that that was like seventeen hundred a month or something, or sixteen hundred or something like that. And it was like oh. twelve hundred and forty square feet or something. It was over twelve hundred square feet. So you're like, my, god. and you're like, oh man, this is really drastic. I've lived so, in apartments bigger than that. Yeah. They're like probably <laughs> way less. Correct. I mean, so way less. It is yeah. absolutely nuts. It's bombastic. It's ridiculous. Um, so like for me, it is that kind of, it is that kind of like mentality where I, one, I want to get the business to 1 million ARR. It's just the threshold. That Let's say you do that. You get it, Right. And then the second thing is I would like to give, I would like to literally wire my, because we have separate bank accounts. I would like to wire my wife $1 million and go buy your fucking house. Now I can go gamble everything again. Do you know what I mean? Buy your house as long as it's not in LA. It, yeah, right. Correct. Oh, she'll go like, but she, she was like, cool. You, can you do Nashville? Like, yes, cool. Here, do your thing. Right. Is so a million like, dollars more like Skid Row pretty much in, in LA? Anything under a million dollars is like <laughs> this tent on Airbnb. It's like 300 million. All right, cool. <laughs> so you're like everything, everything, dude. And it's like part joke. Part and they don't build more because the permit situation is like atrocious. Trash. So you're like, or I can guess it. <laughs> so you're like, a lot but, of this dude but, is but like. But if you achieve, all, but if you seriously, if you check off all those things, let's say you do the million, you weigh your wife 2 million, you sell V1 for. 50 million. Who knows? All that happens. I don't even need to do that. That's what five years. What what do you do? Nothing. What do you do? That's why I'm not in patient. Dude, I'm telling telling you right now. At one point in your life, did you do nothing? I've never not done nothing. And so why do you have this fascination of thinking you'll love doing nothing if you've never done it? Because I'm self-aware enough that working like I'm working right now is unsustainable. Fine. But that's like saying what you said earlier with like the schools, you can either go to a public school in LA and get shanked or you can go to this rich, like, like, like private school, right? Those are so, so you're saying you could do nothing for work 
or you could work 180 hours a week. Isn't there some middle ground there? I don't know. I don't know because like you there, don't know. There has to, and here's why I don't know, which is like I'm currently obsessed with getting to those two milestones, right? Like okay, a million ARR and then having two million in the bank to like buy a house with, right? Those are the those those are two two experiences. By the way, I do think you'll you will achieve those in all honesty. That honestly coming from you because I know what you've seen and where you've been. It's like because you're successful as well. It's like that means a lot. It really does. So um, it doesn't just pay that fears. So uh, once I do that, it's like, then I'll figure it out. Right. So it's like, but there's nothing, there's nothing greater than the first leap, right? Like going from, if you get to that first million in ARR, dude, everything is easier. Dude, I don't care what people, everything, they always say, once you make your first million, the next one's easy. So it's like, if you're making a, and I'll argue anybody with this, if you're making a million dollars and people aren't churning, don't tell me you can't find in that pot, that million gets you the fucking next 10. So it's like even the shittiest plot, but the hard part is figure, by a million, you found product market fit. A million a year. No. No. Yes. You don't get to a million a year in ARR not having product market fit. Of course you do. Yes, you do. 100%. How the fuck do you get to a million? Incredible salesmanship. Go incredible up. salesmanship. And in today's world, incredible marketing. Even. You cannot get. So think about. Think that, about that, with, that. with everything you hate, everything you're against, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, it does work if you know the form. It does work. I don't think. I don't think you can even market a shit product to a million ARR without having immense churn. Like, yeah, but you could have a men's turn in a world that has 3 billion people on Facebook. No, sure. But like, then your business is absolute garbage. So like, yeah, let's, yeah, yes, let's hold into account yeah. that like, again, you're holding on to a million and no one is turning. So like, it is. Okay. So you're doing it legitimately. Like you're trying to build a sustainable. That's what I'm business. saying. It's like like building with an act, like a good fundamental company where you're churning under 10% of people. It's like you, you, you have product market fit. It would be like, easier to get to 2 million than it probably was to get from zero to a hundred thousand. For instance, like I always think about this, uh, Jason Lemkin from Saster quote, which yeah. is if you have the que- the question was, is if you have 10 people not associated with each other that are all paying you for your service month after month, but you only have 10, when do you know when to give up? If you only have 10. Is that a trick question? Kind of. When do you give up? Never. Right. The answer is never. You have 10 people not associated with one another that are paying you $300 a month. If you have 10 people non-associated with- What are you saying? I'm saying that is the start of product market fit. As long as you have 10 people, 10, not a thousand, not not 10. So then what does it mean then if you have a thousand? You means you have- Because we were talking about a thousand true fans. That's what I'm saying. It means you have complete product market fit by the time you get to a thousand. So like- you have from 10 people to 1,000 people, which is 100x, the amount of people that if 1,000 people, you realize you have to get 1,000 people to pay you $1,000 per month or 10,000 people to give you 100 bucks a month. 
or a hundred thousand people to give you 10 bucks a month. All of those numbers. That's why you don't have, let's let's do the 10,000 people paying you a hundred bucks a month, right? Let's do that one. Yep. That's a lot of fucking people paying you a decent amount of money. Yeah. People you don't know how many people that is. A year, right? So you're like, yeah, it's hard. That, if that's happening, if you have, he's saying if you have 10, you have some form of product market fit and you shouldn't give up. 10,000 people is 100% product market fit. I'll argue it. If you can't. Really? Yes. If you can't get from 10. Are we talking in SaaS, specifically SaaS, like recurring revenue? I am talking specifically recurring revenue. So you can call it SaaS. Okay. So like ARR, like annual recurring revenue. That's like you. You would argue saying you agree with it is what you're saying. Hundred with all my heart. That's why I think everyone can get there to hundred grand business. That's why I. But do like it with, even, but even like your experience with with, with like V one for instance, like yeah. going after certain people. Like if you're going after like indie hackers and stuff, the big thing is like they don't have any money and they can't pay for it and it gets really difficult. You can go to like on behalf of like corporate, like it, like the sales strategy pivots here and there, like yep. with product yep. hunt and things, like if you're that type of tool, right? Right. Doesn't it change? Like, won't, isn't it possible to have 10 people that then that's actually not your target market or not your beachhead market, right? Isn't that possible? Yeah, it is. That's 100%. But it's like, what are those, what are those 10 people paying for then? If there's 10 people paying you, let's just call it 300 bucks a month for something. Yeah. They're getting so much value out of it. They're willing to give you $300 a month every month. So what the fuck are the value that you Until can, they don't. Huh? That's the problem. Until they don't though. Correct. But like then your pricing is off, not the market fit. So it's like they don't value it as much as the $300 a month anymore. So then you go. That could be it. You recalc. Like you go, if you were giving me, just do in your head. If you were giving me 300 bucks a month for 14 months, right? We don't do public math on here. We don't do back of envelope. So like, <laughs> just think about it. So no math required. If you were given $300 for 14 months, right? Like, what were you getting for 14? Like, why did you cancel? Something like that is my business went out of I'll business. tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I used it in month one and I didn't look at my credit card statement for 13 months. Not at 300 bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone, probably not 300 bucks. Everyone knows what fucking 300 bucks. See, you can get $16 and it's 10 or 20 or 30, maybe. Yeah. You start, my trigger goes off at 20 or 30 bucks. I don't. Well, look at, look at, look at, look at Planet Fitness, right? They have gyms all over the country. They, if everyone used their membership, you yeah. wouldn't be able to fit all the people in there. However, they're always empty. It's $10 a month. No one cancels because you have to go in. And nobody goes in because nobody in this country really yeah, moves. Right. Well, so, that's, that's not SaaS, though. So you're like, no, still no, have... I'm saying, though, that threshold of like $10 a month, people do not care. Like, like it's not enough to recognize it. Like, if you're up to yeah. $50, probably people will Correct. recognize it. So now we'll, we'll do the back of the envelope math. I'll do it at least. So 10 So, but you need now 100,000 people to do that. So, like, right. So it's all a calculation. You found product market fit still. If you have found 100,000 people to give you 10 bucks and forget about it, they fit somewhere. Like you, the struggle oh, is sure. you won't find 100,000 people to do that without getting to scale because Planet Fitness is at fucking scale. 
they probably have a hundred thousand people that forget about it because they've got fucking five, what I don't know, a million people that don't forget about it. Right. 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 But it, it's all the fact that it's like, again, I will fight to the death about if you, if you are making 1 million in ARR and you trim shit and it's still recurring, you can, even if you're increasing 5% a month, you've got some product market fit. But, but how, don't you think it's shifting? Don't you think we're in a shift right now where it's like, we're talking about SaaS and normal businesses and things like that. But don't you think that the way we're talking and like a thousand people can be around just personal brand of like creating content, like think about like just being on like, you know, whether it's like YouTube videos, like yeah, however you get your news is probably like personal brands or like, you know, like Russell Brand doing it or like, you know what I mean? Like it, the, the business is the human. Don't you think it's turning more into that than actual, you got to go make a product? No. Right. I mean, you are your product as well. So if you can get yeah. 10,000 people to give you 10 bucks a month, you're great. So it's like, don't you think we're shifting into the business model is like the around the person sort of, don't you see it changing yes. like that? Or am I, I mean, yeah. which is like I, back to our original point, which was being a personality and like yeah. being authentic to yourself and having that audience your authenticity and you as a human being is that product someone's going to pay access going to give you 20 bucks a month for 30 bucks. No question. So it's like, yes, absolutely. Again, you yourself as the product have product market fit. If you can get to a million ARR. And if it's not working for whoever's doing it, it's probably because you don't have the courage to be your true self and be authentic because you think people are like judging you or you're saying something that's not politically correct or something. And the people, people sniff out bullshit so easily. 100%. Like, and they're not going to pay for that, but if you're real, they will. Correct. Which is like on a smaller scale, right? Like CNN needs more than a million dollars a year to survive, right? Yeah, like, CNN Plus is doing really well. It's up and to the right, hockey stick. So who, like, who they, wants the pie? They have who, found who market to pay for more news. Dude, you want to know what's <laughs> funny is like maybe if they wouldn't have sunk four hundred million dollars into this thing, or three or four hundred <laughs> million, hundreds of millions into it. So if you just were like, cool, we could use this plugin. We could use a couple of these plugins and get, we, they could have serviced 20,000 people. Right. Okay. Right. Look so, at the resources. They should never lose. 100%. So, sure. So it's like, and then they lost, instead of going, we could grow this slow and do the V1 of CNN. You could go, oh, amazing. Oh, we could get this thing. We could upload little pieces, bits of pieces of content for 10 bucks a month. Now they're at 2 million ARR, but it doesn't register on their $200 million a year company. So you're like, but that's not, you should never start with that big a gamble. Like focus on the intensity. There was this company Brandless that was had, uh, um, it was, um, I forget who it was. Uh, They were recruiting me very, very early on. And uh, and, uh, uh, what's it, with Cowboy Ventures maybe or something like that? Or Angel, I don't know. Yeah, uh, what's her name? Uh, Brandless.com is what it was. And everything was $3 with no brand. They're like, millennials don't like brands. They just want soap and $3. I ordered from them once. But they sunk in $50 million before they even were live, right? And just like CNN, they sunk in 300 before they actually launched a product of, hey, pay for more news, which no one's ever going to do ever. Yeah, right, right, correct. And it failed miserably. It's like make something and then get paid for it. Like do the thing first and then like have the loop be like pay put more into it more like what's this thing of like planning putting 300 in and then launch day 
There's not. That sounds stupid. That's what I mean. They they couldn't they couldn't even hit the million mark. So you're like, God, the million. They couldn't hit the the thousand. They I think they had ten thousand. Ten thousand. Correct. Oh, ten thousand. I thought it was twenty. But we have whatever. Yeah. And so they could hit a million. Weeks. So ten thousand people paying you like six bucks or whatever. You're like, you didn't still yeah. hit. So like, I think that should be the new metric. By the way. Uh, uh oh shit. I gotta go. Late? Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks. You wanna plug anything? Plug Ten anything before you go. But uh V one, your V one dot com. Uh hit me well hit me up. Jeremy at your V one Y O U R V O N E dot com. If you need help with any automations or you wanna build your V one or you wanna just talk uh, about what you just built. We built a complete no-code tool that anyone can build their own automations or automate the mundane, uh, automate the manual tasks. And, like, part of it, you know what, uh, Jonathan, what I'd like to get across is, like, I think a lot of people, even if they know automations or it's just the manual mundane stuff that they get out of their life, dude, I like part of that create creative, let's see what we can, how we can streamline or keep your business more efficient that you might not know about, like data entry. Data entry is an easy place to start, but dude, I have 125 step like automation workflows where like I just let my imagination go wild and be like, oh my, I can't believe you just did that. So like hit me up. Let me know if you're curious about any of this. Let's let's get creative with some automation. I'll help you out. And, and I could say, I, I mean, I saw it too. I mean, like if you guys are using Webflow, if you're using WordPress, if you're using I mean, just name, name Asana I saw, which I know a lot of people use too, which uh, I mean, we Airtable. We have the major apps. Like, yeah, you, they, honestly, they have all the major apps, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. You have all the major apps. You're not really, you're not really missing anything. Maybe you're missing something here and there. Oh, you probably don't have ClickUp, do you? I have ClickUp. Oh, you do? Oh, you're the one who told me to get on ClickUp, bro. Yeah. Oh, do you long, that? Like a way back? Way, way back, back when, yeah. A year and a half ago. Do you use it? Every day. That's what we mainly use. I've been a ClickUp user, a paid ClickUp user for a year and a half now. Almost two years. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Because you told me. Yeah, they do a lot. They've come a long way. They've done pretty good. Yeah. I originally was for their dashboards and you were like, yeah, use it if it's for the dashboards. Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Well, awesome. I appreciate you being on. Dude, um, hit me up, man. Now I got to go to the bathroom. I have no time to go to the yeah, bathroom. Now. Go to your V1, go to V1.com and definitely sign up. It's it's legit. It's legit. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. How many people are going to hear All this? Right.